0: crew, waiting on to see if our fourth will join us or not, but, you know, we'll, we'll keep it moving. uh We're into the week of the NFL opening night and the opening weekend, so, you know, we're definitely going to talk about that on tonight's episode. uh Also going to talk about the Noah Lyle stuff, which, you know, to me, probably got a little more attention than it needed, but I do definitely want to hear what your guys' thoughts on that as well. And we'll talk some college football because it's it was an interesting weekend and week one. So we'll, we'll get into all that. But before we do, Dylan, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm, I'm doing pretty good. You know, like you mentioned, the uh, starting week of the NFL season starts Thursday. I mean, it's it's right there, you know, one more one more day without any football and then it's the regular season. So I'm getting pretty excited, um, you know. Maybe it's not like the you know Super Bowl rematch for the AFC NFC Championship rematches, but we normally get. But the Chiefs Lions should be a very good game. Um, definitely going to be interesting now if Travis Kelsey is not going to play that game. It's definitely going to put the Lions maybe in a more favorable position to maybe even you know upset, which would be very crazy to think about. But you know it should be a, a definitely a very interesting Week One. Um, I'm excited. I know we had a really good week one of college football, actual week one, not the week zero games, but a really good week one of football. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm, re- I'm ready for it all. It start- It counts now. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And Jake, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. I'm glad to be back. Missed you guys last week. Uh, super excited for week one. Like Dylan said, like this is one more day and then we're back to, to the NFL College football was really good. I found myself watching a lot of games. Uh, normally, I, I'll just kind of watch highlights, but I found myself just watching the games. It was really good. The commercials were a bit high, but otherwise, it was it was pretty great. And I'm really excited to see how Kansas City and Detroit goes. I think it's going to be a big test for for both teams. Detroit's getting a lot of hype, so we'll see what what they can do with with all the hype that they've had uh, based off of our uh, last season's run.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a interesting opening night matchup, because like you said, everybody's falling in love with Detroit. And if they could pull off a, a great win like that against Kansas City, who knows where their season goes? But like I said, we'll get into that in a little bit. But, um, yeah, let's start with college football. Just talk about it real quickly. Mm-hmm. Would you say the biggest win of the weekend might have been the Colorado TCU one? I mean, that's the one that's been getting a lot of attention because Colorado was a one-win team last year. We already know about Dion and, and kind of the aura and the personality he brings with him. And for them to show out like that against TCU, you know, Travis Hunter playing both sides of the ball, 100 yards receiving and that interception around the goal line, which was incredible. His son, Shadira Sanders, would he throw for like 515 or something like that?
1: Yeah, five, yeah five, like 510, five touchdowns.
0: I, it was crazy, especially against TCU, who was in the national championship game last year. So yeah, so do you think that was the biggest win of the weekend, or was there another one that caught your eye?
1: I don't want to. I don't want to sell any credit to like Duke because um, like I, I don't want to give I don't I meant to say that wrong. I want to give Duke their flowers, but yeah, it has to be Colorado's win. I mean, you said it best. TCU was the national national champion runner up last year. I mean, yeah. whatever how you felt about them being in the national championship, they still beat Michigan. It wasn't like an old BCS format where they were just so happened to be the number two ranked team. They beat michigan i mean jory said they were frauds i mean it was a different michigan t- well, not michigan tcu team than it was this year for sure no max duggan no Quentin johnston probably a lot different <laughs> schemes and a lot different everything that, that that offense was running um so yeah i mean colorado coming out there big all the media hype all the media attention you know you got all the roster turnover it, it, this was their time to shine and dion shine when the lights were brightest i mean it was great for colorado they're 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 ranked now i mean definitely the lights are on them so yeah i would have to say it's colorado i give credit to duke it's a big win it was their first top 10 win and i think ever so as a program so that's actually like fairly impressive but you beat the national champion runner up i get that clemson was a higher ranked team man a one-win Colorado team beating the national championship runner-up in just an offseason of Dion being there, That's, that, that has to say something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Jake, yeah, which team were you most impressed by this weekend?
2: There were two teams. Uh, absolutely the fact that Colorado came out and hung in with TCU, beat the defending uh, – the team that went to the national championship game is a huge – huge statement win and definitely shows that that coach Dion isn't just hype there's there's so much substance and meat to what he does so I want to make sure and give them a lot of credit Duke is a big one the other one I want to say and this team was was they're a good team but I thought they were ranked a little too high in the preseason was Florida State just mm-hmm. in the second half just absolutely smacking, and laying it down to LSU a lot of people thought LSU was gonna be one of the top teams in the in the for the college playoff and for Florida State to just come out and just kind of embarrass LSU the way that they did is the statement win because usually a team like Florida State in the past this is where they would fall apart. This is where they would choke and they came out and they said no we are a, a big time program and it was a real big course correction win for the for how they've been since their last championship when Winston won, they've really been a pretty middling team. So I want to give them some flowers but Uh, ultimately Colorado's the story for the weekend.
0: And as we welcome in, Greg, what's going on, Greg? So we're just talking about the college football weekend. Let us know who impressed you the most.
3: Um, I do have two teams. Um, First and foremost, Colorado. Um, I think that, you know, that's pretty much a clear sweep. What Deion Sanders was able to do, um, I think nobody really had – Everybody had expectations for Travis Hunter, and people knew about him, but I think the main focus was how um, Shadir Sanders was going to translate. He translated extremely well. Um, so I was very impressed with that uh, victory. Um, the the spread for that was like plus 20 points for, for mm-hmm. TCU to win that, which is a crazy betting spread. Um, and then my second team would have to be Duke um, facing Clemson. Um, I think that Clemson was a little uh not a little it was a lot of overrated. Clemson was very overrated coming into this um uh, coming into this year um and, and, and Duke took advantage of everything that they need, they needed to do. so those were my two um impressive victories um for the weekend for me.
0: Yeah it, it kind of seems like we've run into this with Clemson the past couple of seasons where you know, the, the kind of magic that they had with like Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson has just completely fallen off and that they have become a little overrated early in the season. I mean, they went through the whole DJ. I don't even want to try his last name cause I'll probably butcher it, but it, it definitely seems like out of the major powers in college football, like Clemson is struggling the most right now to try to find their identity after, like I said, Watson and Lawrence were so great for so many years uh, out in Clemson. And, uh, I mean, I don't know what to think about them. You know, there's been a lot of talk about if Clemson needs to lead the ACC because the ACC isn't doing anything for them. I don't know if they're in a position like that anymore. I mean, I don't know if you guys agree or not
1: no, I mean, I agree. I mean, it, looking at how we, we saw that week one game, I mean, it, when they have to go up against Florida State, that's probably not going to look too pretty for Clemson. I mean, even a team like North Carolina is probably going to give them a lot of trouble. Even Man, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh looked really good, too. So you have a bunch of different of these ACC teams, you know, who aren't really super big themselves. You know, i maybe give North Carolina a little bit of the credit. Florida State definitely being a very big team. Um, but, yeah, if, if Clemson just goes and just has, like, a 4-5 loss win season, I mean, what are you going to say then? I mean, you don't look too hot then as a, a five loss team against, and then in the ACC, you know, especially if they lose a random game to like, even maybe Louisville, you know, if they lose to a, one of these other unranked guys who aren't really known for being a football powerhouse, it's not going to look super good on them. Um, so, yeah. I mean,
2: No, yeah. it's, it's definitely one of those things where it's, 3 years ago, 4 years ago, yeah, absolutely Clemson mm-hmm. could look at the SEC, but they just don't have the staying power. Like we saw the same thing with Florida State where they won their national championship, they were looking really good. They're like, "Oh, we're going to tie back to the the 90s runs that Florida State had," and then they fell apart. And if it was up until, you know, Saturday's win or whatever their game was, I think it was Sunday's win, we wouldn't think Florida State is a team that could jump conferences because despite their history, they haven't really performed well. So I think they're just fine in the ACC. And it really just goes to show what Nick Saban has done at Alabama for the staying power since 2008 to just go through all this turnover and still be a top five team year in and year out. Really. I mean, it's people act like it's easy, but it's not because if Clemson can't do it. Florida state can't do it. I mean, even Ohio state, Oklahoma have time, hard times kind of recycling through to get there, but Alabama just always seems to be there.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I guess staying kind of ACC, the the news about Stanford, Cal, SMU, I guess it's official. wherever, they're going to join the ACC, which I, I still cannot wrap my head around like how that's supposed to work, but it's a thing now. And I guess the ACC has what eighteen teams. So what are your initial thoughts about those three joining the ACC? Obviously leaving the Pac-12 and. I don't know, in the graveyard at this point, only with what Oregon State and Washington State out there with the box on the corner trying to find somebody to love them. But, like, do you think it's going to work with those three or do you think it makes sense for those three to join the ACC? And we saw Greg on this one.
3: Um, I think coming out with uh, – well, with A- SMU coming from the AAC and moving up to the ACC, um, it's an improvement for them. Um, shout out to them. But for it to work, um, I was very confused, like a head-scratcher to me. Um, I I just don't see the direction. I know that a lot of things are happening all at once. You lose Colorado, you lose a whole bunch of teams going to to different conferences, and everything is kind of breaking down right in in front of you. But it just seems like these are kind of not necessarily desperation moves, but these are very, like, fast moves. Um, And I'm just kind of, you know, a little bit intrigued about the thought process of, of how we got here and. That my overall statement is, I don't think it's gonna work. I don't know how it's gonna work, and I don't, I don't know what the conversations were like to even get to this point. Honestly,
1: I mean, yeah, to basically agree, I'm none of it makes sense to me. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know why. Maybe because this is this only is this conference realignment only for football.
2: my understanding is it's all all sports
1: okay so I'm not sure if different teams like at, like for example SMU or anything like that offer different things in different sports, but it feels interesting teams like Oregon State and Washington State, you know, teams that were Power 5 conference teams are not getting picked over, over schools like, you know, SMU and even like, like BYU different things like that, you know, these non-conference Power 5 schools um, It's interesting to see what's going to even happen with the Pac-12, you know, I was watching I think it was either, I think it was on Saturday I was just watching a halftime report from one of the games No, it was Sunday, I was watching the Oregon State game and um basically they were saying like the pac 12 has a lot of like money and media and playoff rights so i mean you know it seems like the pac 12 should try to lure in all these mountain west teams to keep them as the pac 12 you know because it still would be a power it would still be a conference they would still get you know their rights and different things like that so i mean it's going to be interesting to see what happens there you got to feel for those teams like oregon state and washington state who are you know not being lured by other conferences to come join them you know they're kind of just in the shambles of what's left of the Pac-12 um you got to feel for the athletes you get different things like that as well too you know being you know bought by the the hype of the Pac-12 getting to play different schools like Oregon you know different things like that and this goes for every conference I mean you mean even being an Oklahoma fan you know not thinking that there's going to be bedlam. It kind of sucks a little bit, you know, not not, knowing to have, you're going to have that Oklahoma, Oklahoma state matchup every year. You know, it's usually the last week of the season. It's hyped, especially in the football aspect. So it it, it sucks when you see that. Um, I mean, it stinks. I mean, you know, I get, get creating new rivalries, but I mean, the thing about college football that I liked, it like geographically made sense, you know, the conferences made sense. I mean, when you play school, it's like in school. And when you play in high school, you're not playing someone in, you know, California, if I live in Kansas, because that doesn't make sense. You're going to p- play people that's near you. And that's like the whole point. Um, I don't know. I am mean, I'm, I'm personally against all this realignment. I was okay with a couple teams here and there. You know, I like when division two schools get to go to division one, different things like that. It's, it's It's nice to see, but I'm not a big fan of just, throwing everybody wherever just because it makes sense financially and money wise. And, you know, all these schools get money. is really what it boils down to. We'll get some good games. I mean, I imagine Oregon Ohio state is going to be really cool in football getting to see that, but it's it's also really cool when you get to see it in a national championship where these two teams don't normally play, you know, that's what gives you kind of that energy, that buzz. It's kind of question marks on both sides. You don't, you don't normally see them play often. Now we're going to see them play all the time. So. Maybe who knows how this is going to work? Just eighteen teams.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised in the sense that that it happened because you look at it and it's all about money. And the Pac-12 just has never been able to really be the big draw, money-wise, compared to the ACC, Big Ten, SEC, and Big Twelve. But I'm I'm disappointed. Like it it sucks. I grew up in the Northwest. I grew up a big Ducks fan, and for there not to be the Civil War, or it's called different now but you know growing up it was a civil war Oregon, Oregon State you know there was the Apple Cup, Washington, Washington State those things meant something and for them to be taken away just sucks it doesn't make any sense for a conference named the ACC to have teams on the Pacific Coast like it just it doesn't make sense in that way I'm not surprised because again the money's there and I think what I'm hoping this will lead to at least is some sort of real after a couple of years where this doesn't make sense and we have just new teams and new conferences and some sort of balance where we get some regionality back. Because that's one thing that didn't make college football special, like Dylan said, was the regionality and the rivalries you get, the home crowd, the college kids super hyped up and everything, and you kind of need that for college football to really be special. And when it doesn't help when conferences have 18, 16 teams. You you can't play every team in the conference. So we may not get uh, Ohio State, Oregon, in the Big Ten matchup because they don't play each other every year. And that's just a, a bummer in that sense as well.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a good point. I mean that's kind of what one of my issues is with like the SEC. You don't get Georgia Alabama every year unless it's the SEC title game. Unfortunately I mean luckily, those two have been so good that you do get that matchup there. But yeah, with all this realignment and stuff if you do if you don't get those big matchups then yeah it's kind of like what are we doing this for like it's to the and point I'm... where they should just do like north and south just two really large conferences break them in divisions or something and call it a day like that make it at least somewhat easy because where it's going right now i i just can't picture bc like traveling to stanford for a conference game and then maybe the next week playing Georgia Tech. That's crazy
1: to me. But that like that's where we are though. One thing, one thing I'm also not a big fan of is like, well, one, we have, we're going to have 18 teams in this conference. We don't know how these things are going to play out. What are we going to do for like these little schools, man? Like what happens if like a coastal Carolina, like, you know, gets to play in Michigan? Are we going to get, are these little schools going to have a chance to shine? Like, are they going to be able to, you know, get these out of conference matchups, you know, potentially get their upset to get their name on the map? You know, who knows with all these conferences, if they're going to have to play just, conference games period for the season i who who knows how this is going to work i mean i mean the acc is a good example of like how potentially it's going to work if you look at it now i mean the big 10 also two split conferences you know everyone in the conference plays each other who has the best conference record plays each other for a championship Mm -hmm. and you call it that, which is probably the pathway we're gonna go down, you know. Eighteen teams, nine in each one. Call it cool. They'll play nine conference games. What, two out of conference games? <laughs> it's probably how it's probably how it's gonna happen. Eight whatever. But I don't know. It's 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 weird. I don't like it. Sucks.
2: Yeah. And and also too, just as a shout out, like this is terrible for every sport that's not football. When you think mm-hmm. of like softball baseball lacrosse all the team all the schools sorry all the sports that are smaller that have to do way more traveling these students i mean it was already hard enough where they have to play their games they have like a midnight red eye flight stuff to do their tests and now instead of just going you know a two-hour flight it could be a five or six hour flight across the country and you do have to just you know the ncaa is always going to say they're student athletes student comes first and they're just hosing these other student athletes with their opportunity to be students yeah, they're going to be like, oh, they have the
1: NIL, and it's like that doesn't, you know, help them get back in class on time. Yeah,
3: yeah, Anyone? they're not doing no work. I'm not. They're not. They're not doing no work,
1: man. Yeah, I not, mean, yeah, you saw the you saw the Duke quarterback being like, hey, can you like extend my you
3: know, assignment? That was and funny. That's, that. And that's Duke. Like they be like great. <laughs> they good with the academics. Like they, like, they known for that. So that's funny. His professor yeah. told him no, by the way.
1: It's, yeah. He still finished. should
0: have got it done before we'll, we'll see where this all ends up.
1: Um, yeah. So, Hopefully back to where it was. Maybe.
0: Look, I, I say it every year. I, I miss the old Big East. It, it was fun. At least BC had a chance. I, I just don't know how they'll ever have a chance in the ACC.
2: I, I miss the AA-24,
1: the game that's that's how. okay
2: <laughs> for ncaa24 can we just all agree that i'm not we're not gonna buy the game if we can't do like custom conferences because i don't want to play with this. yep
1: they had it in ncaa14 they can do Come, it they can do it just
2: redo everything do all the bowl, back to normal that yeah that's yep. that's
1: my first plan i'm not even gonna do a sim with this new conference stuff nope. no no screw everything's that. going back to normal <laughs>
2: I'm glad I'm not BC's the only one ru- feeling
1: that way. BC's going to the, rule the Big East for Kyle. His new Big East.
0: <sighs> it's a dream. It's a dream, man. I mean, losing to Northern Illinois. W- like, what are we doing here? But That's great. Uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, let me catch some comments really quickly. Uh, Jory said she does not like the direction of college football, which is what we've kind of been uh, agreeing with. And she also said with the NIL coming into play, uh, it stopped being about the athlete and started being about the money. We definitely agree with that. Uh, Key, what's going on? And Daniel Berry, what's up? All right. I mean, any last thoughts on college football before we move on? I think it's always. Been I mean, I'm.
1: A, I, I I have to. I have to say this. Oklahoma won seventy three nothing. Like so we saw some absolutely scoring just monsoons yeah. this week. In Oregon, dropping eighty one. Old Miss dropping seventy three. You had other teams dropping like like USC dropping like sixty six. Like it was wild. You know, poof. <laughs> it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. Especially that Oklahoma game.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's go ahead and get to Noah Lyles because he won a world championship and then sitting there as a little press conference decided to take some shots at the NBA. You know, He he brought up that he's a world champion because he's facing a sprinter from Jamaica or whatever. He beats them. He's a world champion. I still understand why he singled out only the NBA, but is the path he chose, and he said that when the NBA wins a title, they call themselves world champions. He said world champions of what, which led to Kevin Durant and some other players going at him. It's a whole thing. So I guess very simply, did Noah Lyles have a point, or do you think like the NBA players, he's just out of his mind? Uh, we can start with Jake on this one.
2: I won't say he's out of his mind necessarily. I won't go like that low of a blow, but he's definitely, his statement is incorrect. I'll I'll put it that way. Like, the best way you can put it here is the best players in the world play in the NBA. Which which top foreign player is not playing in the NBA? Can we name that guy? Like, I can't think of a top foreign player that's currently not in the NBA that's eligible to play in the NBA. Like, they're all here. He's 16. yeah, right. And if you name the top 10 players in the league, there's probably, what, at least five that are foreign-born. Like, you have Giannis, you have Luka, you have Embiid, you have Jokic. Like, and that's just me off the, off the cuff. There's four names I can name right there, four top 10 players, at bare minimum top 10 players, and they're all foreign dudes. Like, this is where people go. Just because they don't have the World Cup, just because they don't have – like, they do have the FIBA, but no one's – like bring your spanish national team and play against the the Denver Nuggets and we'll see how things go it's, it's not going to work he's trying to get i don't know if he's trying to get attention or what motivated it but he he's wrong because the best players come to the NBA to try and win because it's the highest level of competition that's where the world champions it's the highest level of competition in the world
0: all right greg
3: um the so like the question was what was he Was he out of his, you know, was he out of his mind or if he had a point? I just don't know what point was to be made by it, honestly. I just think it's not about what you say. It's about, it's not about what you say. It's about, you know, how you say it and why you say it. It's just kind of like, what are you insinuating by even saying this, for real? Um, By technicality, I mean, he's technically correct, but you're saying that is assuming that We can't be world champions, I'm assuming. Um, And I think it it all boils down to people don't like American arrogance. And I think on top of that, um, that when it comes to Noah Laos, he's just trying to prop up um, track and field, honestly. I just think that there's just not a lot of coverage um, outside of them being in the Olympics. When they do anything that's in the States, nobody's really watching that. Um, and I think that he was trying to use that platform to be like, okay, yo, like, this is a world championship. Like, you know, people call themselves world champions all the time and don't compete. Da da da. We're world champ. We're going against the world all the time. Um, outside of just the Olympics, I guess, in in his opinion. So I look at that and I, I I think it's all cringe. I think it got blown out of proportion from all sides. Like, I'm I'm not a fan of Kevin Durant and all these other dudes that's just commenting. Like, these are real world champions. Like, Kevin Durant that has two gold medals. P- Draymond Green that has gold medals. There are people with gold medals that are having, like, a lot to say about this. And it's like, brother, like, you have a world champion. Like, you are a world champion, like, by technicality. You won in the Olympics. I don't know why you heard about this. It, it don't even apply to you. This is kind of crazy to me. But um, overall, like I said, like, he's not wrong technically. But I would like the question what was the point of even saying this because we haven't used nba nba hasn't used the paraphernalia for any world champion or a championship had since the 1995 houston rockets it's the last year you can go back to and say hey yo we put world champion on paraphernalia now you may have banners that be doing you know world champions here or there but that's just by team discretion um i know the toronto raptors did it uh, for the 2019 banner so you do have those outliers, but I think the NBA has made it a, a, a emphasis to make sure that we're not using world champions all the time, or it's, it's a slip up. He had a better argument if he used um, the NFL or. Yeah um even you can go as far as baseball with the world series maybe you know what i mean but you have to go in into the roots into the history to see why we even call it those things to begin with um i didn't do that kind of research but i just felt like the basketball was just not the best argument to use for whatever he was trying to prop up and i think ultimately he was just trying to prop up his sport um and it
1: just went terribly left yeah i know um Greg said it well at the end there, Um, he, the NBA is like the worst example to use. If you're trying to use this, for example, um, I mean, and what sucks when it comes to the NBA, the NBA does so well at like showing these like world talents and showing where they're from, showing their heritage, showing different things like that. Like the NBA does a really good job at showing like these world talents and showing where they're from. It's I mean, I, I think the NBA does it better than, you know, maybe any other sport, to be fair. um. I mean soccer probably but soccer is a very global-based sport obviously um but the nba the nba um i i think the comments were just kind of wild i mean maybe if it was the nfl you definitely would have a, a lot better of an argument but with the nba like jake said the best top players in the world come and play in the nba i don't know a single like foreign talent that is like super good just not playing in the nba they're all here i mean It's not their fault that most of their jobs outside of the raptors are in the united states that's just where the money's made that's where the markets are at you know just just where the just where the job's located i mean you go you go running the olympics in these different places and stuff like that that's just because that's where the job's located that's where you have to get it done and that's where it's for them this is where they have a great opportunity to make money and play a sport they love just so happens to be in the us doesn't change the fact that Nikola jokic is still going home to serbia to celebrate his championship Luka Doncic is still celebrate like still playing for Lithuania. And uh, another good point is, like, a lot of these guys are still playing each other on a world level. It just they have a season by season basis that where they play each other consistently every year. I mean, the Olympics are every what four years. So when you look at that, like, yeah, of course they play in the U.S. You know, they don't want to play once every four years. They want to play every season. It's where they make their money. It's where they make their market. It's where they make everything. It's the sport they love. It's 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 so much different, you know, it'd be way different if, you know, these Olympic runners had to run like weekly or monthly or just even on a yearly basis to like represent themselves. But they run every four years and I get that's what all they're training for. But these guys want to make money and the NBA just gives it to them. I mean, same with the NFL, like just where the talent wants to go and play. If you want to play this on a week by week basis, the NBA is here to do it for you. The NBA is here to make you a world champion. It's where all the best talents coming from is from the world, from the United States. All these, all the, a lot of these players who were seeing even playing like the FIBA World Cup. A lot of these dudes are in the NBA. I mean, some of them aren't, of course, but a lot of the dudes are still representing their country. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't see the issue. They're representing their country when it's due, but
0: yeah, no, that's 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 very true. I mean, it was brought up last night on Cheap Seats, so I, you know my opinion on everything but just let the viewers know i i guess kind of like greg you know i i see where Noah allows is coming from so with that i can agree with him and also as it was brought up it was weird that he used his moment to go at the nba like that but for me it's like a world champion it's an international competition so i think olympics world cup something like that as technically being a world champion because when you look at soccer and you have the champions league, when they win that, they call themselves the best team in Europe because they understand when you win the world cup, you are a world champion because you're representing your country. So technically, yes, he's right. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't understand why the NBA players had felt the need to respond. Cause to me, whether you call it a world championship or not, it doesn't really bother me in any way because I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, but then again, looking at the players who didn't respond, look, Kevin Durant is probably the most sensitive guy. You don't have burner accounts if you're not sensitive as to what people say about you. you so seeing him two. respond, understood it. I mean, Booker, yeah. whatever, and it's just like, I don't understand why Lyles made the comment and why So many people are so up in arms about it. And then it's like the conversations turned into, well, you know, NBA has a lot of global players. So I don't even think that's what Lyle was saying. He was just talking about the actual championship involved is not a world title. But, you know, it it is what it is. That's just how the conversation kind of morphed into.
1: I guess I get that. But it – I I get that. But it's like, man, like, it's still at the end of the day the best players in the world. I mean – it's just not at like them repre- just representing their country, but it's still. I mean, I'm sorry. No <laughs> national team. No, no, none of these any other leagues are beating the Nuggets. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bring Spain's team. Bring them any French team. Bring any European team. They're all probably losing to by 40 to the Nuggets. So I don't know. It's weird. These yeah. are the world's best talent because it's not like it's not like. It, it it's diverse. It's a it's a very diverse team. I mean. Nikola Jokic is from Serbia. Jamal Murray is from Canada. These are the world's best talents, all diverse on the same team. I don't
0: know. And it's kind of like how Melvin pointed out. Once again, it's like the technicality of it. A team from Cleveland beats a team from San Francisco. How are you a world champion? Technically, yes. But then, like you said, Dylan, there's definitely international influence on those two teams. And if, if they are the best players in the world, then. Yeah, you could think of it as a world title. It, it's it's a conversation that I didn't know was going to be brought up by Noah Lyles, and I was surprised how, how much legs it's kind of gotten since then. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Maybe it's like Jory said earlier. maybe hey, the NBA players are just too sensitive. If they didn't respond to this, this would have just kind of
2: yeah. came and went,
0: and we wouldn't have cared. That,
2: that's the biggest point. If, yeah. if, no one, if everyone just kind of shuts up on the NBA side and just let them make a statement – then we're not talking about it tonight. No one else is talking about it anywhere else. It's just, it's going to be gone. It's, oh, he made a statement, cool, and we move on. But now it's a, a sports topic, and now we have all these sides, and maybe that's what he wanted. Maybe he wanted more discourse on it and everything, knowing I mean, NBA players are thin-skinned. I imagine he I imagine he went trending for a little bit with it. So, I mean, he definitely got the definitely got
1: some viewership on him regardless of what he was trying to get out of it but I just think the NBA was like the worst example to take I think if he went at the NFL I think everyone probably wouldn't have really said anything I mean the NFL makes a big deal getting like a punter coming from over for like Australia it's like the NBA has like 13 dudes from Australia already mm-hmm not I wonder bad. if he
0: didn't make that comment about the NFL who would have responded
3: I don't, probably think, I, I, I don't think anybody would have responded.
1: I'd have been like, I would have been like, fair. I'd have been like, I'm not. I, I, maybe one of these rugby teams could probably take on an NFL team. Might be a little more aggressive. It's Possible. And those rugby dudes are built different. Yeah. That's just a special kind of athlete there. The Arizona Cardinals or whatever, whatever rugby national team is in Australia right now. I don't know. I'm not sure Kyler Murray's running away from all them big dudes. They're quick too. Yeah. Probably the size you know, of their leg. That's that's an interesting topic.
0: Could a rugby team beat the Arizona Cardinals?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, probably, but that's more about the Cardinals than about rugby. Let's very just be true, real. True. Yeah, it's very true.
0: Okay. Well, you know, got, got those out of the way. Now we can get into what we really came here for tonight. Meat the and NFL. Potatoes. It's, it's opening week. We got to talk about the NFL. I got to show you. Bring up a little graphic here so I got Ooh, okay. a scoreboard ready to go for this for this year. I'm gonna keep track of it. We'll Ooh. see who's the best on the big three. I like it. Yeah, i make making NFL picks. Okay. Yeah. Just,
2: just wanna
0: put it out there. So for those of you listening, we're gonna make our picks each week. It'll be Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football, and then we'll do lock and upsets. So we'll have five picks a week unless there's a week with Like two Monday night games or whatever. All right, so now we're gonna jump into Thursday night. We got Lions Chiefs. I verified the line with FanDuel Sportsbook like an hour ago. If it's moved since then, I don't have to tell you. I couldn't keep it up to date like to the minute before the show. But looking at current line, it's five and a half Kansas City, and that's with you know Chris Jones probably not playing. With the hype of Detroit, so how do you see this game going Thursday night? Start with Greg. I guess you could do like a little breakdown, and then give your pick.
3: That's a bet, yeah. And with the news with the hyper extension to Travis Kelsey, um, yeah. With all that being said, man, it's gonna be hard for me to not pick Kansas City. I'm still gonna pick Kansas City though. Just in case, I might, I might just go ahead and pick Kansas City. Any other team that had to go through Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey not being there, I would have picked Detroit. I like what Dan Campbell is doing. Um, I, I am a, a huge supporter of um of Gibbs, um Jameer Gibbs. I think he's gonna have a great season, but ultimately, I think Patrick Mahomes um, squeaks by, and I mean squeaks by, and I, that will be my pick today for the Thursday night game.
1: Um, I'll go next. Um, right, keep it keep it simple. Yeah, I kind of agree with what Greg said. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey not being there is gonna suck. Um, Kansas City isn't anything st- too spectacular on defense, especially on r- the running side of the ball. Um, so, not having Chris Jones to just be just to force up the middle or just have his presence there, and you probably won't for a little bit, is gonna suck. And then. The news of Travis Kelsey definitely being out is going to suck. Um, a lot of question marks on that Kansas City receiving core um, just with who's going to get the ball. Um, you know, not even no more Jutra Smith-Schuster, no Cole Hardman. Like I mentioned earlier, Travis Kelsey's out. Uh, Pacheco, I, is he is he good to go to play? I, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I mean, a lot of ca- question marks for Kansas City. And then with Detroit, you got a lot of hype on you. Jameer Gibbs is, you know. I feel like he has a little bit of pressure on him being the 12th pick. Um, a lot more eyes are on Detroit at the decision, but at the end of the day, you know, he did, Gibbs didn't get to pick where he got to go. They picked him at 12, um, but he still has to live up to being that 12th pick. Um, I think he's going to be really good with what Greg said. I feel like he's going to maybe not be as big of a rushing threat with the ball, but definitely his work in the pass game. Um, it's going to be very interesting combo with David Montgomery there. I do think Kansas City's going to win. Um, Squeak by. Yes, probably. Maybe. a am not sure if I would call a seven point win. Uh, I call a touchdown. a squeak by. I mean, it's one possession at the end of the day. Um, I think a touchdown, maybe 10 point win. Um, but Detroit's going to keep it close. They might be up at halftime. People might be a little bit nervous, but I think Andy Reid's an exceptional coach. Nothing against Dan Campbell. He's done it before. He's done it with probably less. Um, I'm man. A lot of hype in Kansas City. Arrowhead's a different place. It's going to be way different being opening week. Um, I've been to Kansas City opening week, and it's crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be it's going to be rough for Jared Goff in there. So I'm going to take Kansas City.
0: Okay. All right. And just to, so so I can keep track of it. So, you, Dylan, you have got Chiefs minus the five and a half. Because we're going to uh, do it against the spread. I guess to make it a little more challenging.
1: Okay. okay so we're going to do it against the spread. Uh, yeah, I think Kansas City will went by over five and a half.
0: Okay, and Greg, same thing?
3: Um, Against the spread? Okay. Mm. Yeah, I will. I will. All
0: right.
2: Go ahead, Dick. All right. A lot of weird things happen in week one. There's always weird games. There's always weird upsets Mm -hmm. that kind of blow everyone off, blow everyone away. We can remember back to Pittsburgh last season. Opening week, this absolutely embarrassing Cincinnati. But I don't think that's going to happen here. I think Kansas City is going to win. They don't have a great receiving core, especially with Travis Kelsey out. They have a really, but they do have a really good offensive line. They can run the ball. Detroit. I don't love their defense. I didn't, in particular, love their draft. And I feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to make sure that this is the start for them going to repeat. And you have to start with not just a win but a convincing win. I think it's going to be probably a 10-point game by the time it's all said and done. Uh, they're going to try and find ways to get things to work with the new players that they have, and it's probably going to end up being a score of 24-14. I don't love Detroit's defense, and I don't love Detroit's coaching Seth either. Campbell gets his players behind him, but he's going to make a mistake. He's going to have some weird call, and that, like Dylan said, this place is going to be rocking. They're hyped for this. They're ready to defend their title and I think it's going to be a, a Kansas City win, so I'd take in the Chiefs. Yeah, like just just a quick comment,
1: Jake perfectly said it. Like they're defending their title. Like Kansas City, Kansas City fans are no joke when it comes to when it comes to their football. And you know it's different if Kansas City was coming off like a Super Bowl loss or not mm-hmm. even going to the Super Bowl. They're defending their title, so they already have a chip on their shoulder. They want it back. They like getting drunk at parades. So, <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, I think for me, <laughs> I, I'll probably keep it simple and say I have the Chief minus the 5.5. I do think even with the Kelsey question mark and everything like that, it's going to be tough for a Lions team with all these expectations to go into Arrowhead with all the emotion that's going to be in the stadium from winning the Super Bowl and just going out there and playing well enough to win this game. Would I be shocked by it? No, because the emotion of kind of ring night in that kind of uh, situation can work adversely to the home team, but Kansas City's kind of been there, done that. And they know how to do this. So I, I can't bet against them on this one. So I gotta go with the Chiefs minus five and a half. Although Jory has put in the chat, she doesn't yeah. even know if the Chiefs win this game. So
2: that that's a fair point. I also wanna say that for the, since they've done this format with the defending champions, uh, getting that first game on Thursday night, I think I don't know which team it was, but I think only one team has lost when they've been defending their title. For the most part, the defending team, even if they don't have a great season, they win this first game. They find a way to to come out and like like Don said, defend their title and have some pride knowing they're kicking off the season. Okay, so
0: let's jump into uh, Sunday night. We got Giants Cowboys, which I don't know why. Okay, that's got pushed down to another line. What, it's all good? It's all good? It's all good. Maybe that's some, no, hate, some hatred towards the Cowboys for me. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, So the Cowboys-Giants on uh, Sunday night. Giants are a three-and-a-half-point underdog at home, which kind of interesting because we know how these matches kind of go between the Giants and the Cowboys. But um, how do you guys see this one going? Let's we'll start with Dylan on this one.
1: Uh, I'm going to keep it short and simple. I'm not a big fan of the Giants. Um, I want to see what they can offer receiving first before I make any big sort of pushes or any, let me see what your offense holds. Like, let let me see what your offense is. I don't know what it is with Darren Waller. I don't know what it's going to be with Saquon Barkley and Darren Waller. What is your receivers doing? How is your offensive line holding up? A lot of question marks with New York, and I just got to see it to believe it. I'll take Dallas, and I'll take Dallas by, you know, two possessions. I'll... I'll, I'll, them being three and a half point favorites, I, I feel like that's good money. Um, yeah, I'll take Dallas by more. I think Dallas is going to fire on all cylinders. I think they're going to have a very solid game.
0: Okay, uh, Let's go with Greg next.
1: Uh, first
3: of all, um, shout out to Jory saying I hate them. I hate them too, and I'm a fan. You feel me? So I understand. Um, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Um, I'd take them by seven, honestly. But, um, look, I told you that the Giants were probably going to win this division just because I believe in the myth that no um, division um, in this, you know, no team in this division um, repeats um, as the NFC East uh, champions. So... With that being said, I'm sorry, Freddie. I'm, I'm picking the Cowboys. I don't know what's going on. Um, Darren Wallace is going to have to prove it to me because I'm not the highest on him either with his injuries and stuff. So look, I know he got married. I know he's a happy man. He got everything going on for him. Um, but I just need to. I just need to see it. I hope. I hope Saquon has a good game because I have him in fantasy. But at the end of the day, I, I got the Cowboys.
2: Jeez, this is this feels like I'm just going to be repeating. I'm taking the Cowboys, like the three and a half. If if I were to do the like a guess Lions game that we see like Bill Simmons do, I'd guess it'd be like five and a half or six because I feel like Dallas is just a better team. Everybody kind of wants to poo poo on Dallas, and they won. They were a good team. They were in contention for the number one seed at the end of the season they were right there behind philadelphia they also had i think what was it four or five games the backup quarterback and still managed to get those wins they have a really good roster i think they're going to get back to to more running the football this season i think they're the third best team in the nfc i think they're a very good team and again i, I don't like dallas they whenever i seem to pick them to do well in the season they fall apart but they're the Giants just aren't aren't that great of a team. I don't believe in Daniel Jones. I don't believe that he's the guy that can be the quarterback that can lead the team. Can he be a, a game manager? Sure. But they don't have a whole lot of weapons. I know Darren Waller is a really good tight end. I know he had a really great preseason, but he's a tight end. Unless you're a tight end named Travis Kelsey, you're not going to be able to change the, the fortune of your team on offense. And so I think this is going to probably be a 10-point victory for Dallas on the road yeah the thing with a tight end, it's good when you have
1: a quarterback who can get to like his other weapons. like Travis Kelsey was so good because one, he had Patrick freaking Mahomes, which obviously would help any tight end. but through the years he had Tyree kill and different things like that and just different pieces that you know Patrick Mahomes could get the ball to. We don't we don't know if Daniel Jones can do that with some of these new guys like it's not even new guys. it's a lot of the same dudes. I mean outside of Jalen Hyatt. Um, we'll see. we'll see. I mean, It's going to be interesting i don't like the giants i feel like they're going to have like five wins this season so maybe that's just me
0: okay see see what you're all saying i have a weird feeling Uh i'm gonna take the giants in the three and a half i'm not even saying the giants gonna win this but i could see this being a field goal type of game only because kind of how the division seems to work out and i do think we'll see You know, Daniel Jones continued to play a little bit better because of Dable. Waller, look, it seems like the Giants are in love with him. Kind of like Greg said, I don't know if I'm the biggest Waller guy, but I'm willing to give him the chance now that he's out of Vegas. Maybe he was just done with it and whatever. But now that he's in New York, maybe he's a new lease on life. You know, they got the Saquon stuff done. I mean, it's going to be challenging with that Dallas defense and Michael Parsons and everything like that, but I just I just have this weird feeling that this game's going to be much closer than people think. So that's probably my only reason alone. I'm going the Giants plus three and a half. I still think the Cowboys win it, but I, I say the Giants keep it interesting. Fair enough. All right. Monday night. Prior to the game that, I guess a lot of people are probably looking forward to. We get Aaron Rodgers right away. We get Josh Allen. Maybe surprisingly, in New York, the Jets are a two and a half point underdog. A little, little interesting there, especially with the Buffalo Bills and, you know, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen situation. The defense that the Jets play, you thought that might give them some type of an advantage in this game. But, um, Yeah. So, so how do you guys see this one going? It will go, I guess, Greg, Jake, then Dylan. So go ahead, Greg.
3: I'm going to take the Jets. I don't feel confident saying that, but I'm going to take it because I I just won. I just feel like somebody on this panel is going to pick the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to pick the Jets. Um, It's it's just something about the Bills. I think the Bills may even have a 12-13 win season this, this year. They may, you know, they're really good in the regular season anyway. I just think that Sauce Gardner, this New York Jets defense, Josh Allen's just going to have to prove to me that he's going to protect his ball and not throw no interceptions. I think Sauce Gardner going to get a pickoff in this game. I think that um, I'm a little interested to see what um, Dalvin Cook is going to do. I know that they're trying to slowly bring in Brees Hall, um, You know, dealing with, with everything he has. Um Aaron Rodgers with his weapons, he seems pretty, you know, confident. I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers guy. I was glad when he left Green Bay so the Cowboys had to ain't had to deal with him no more. But um at the end of the day, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick the Jets. I think the
2: Jets go ahead and win this actually. I think they're gonna win outright. Okay, so this this is an interesting pick because I am not a huge fan of the Jets. I think there's a ton of hype for them for a team that has a 40-year-old quarterback who had his worst season since his rookie year and isn't known for taking care of his body. But I I think the Jets win this game. I think it's a close three-point win, and I think it's because the Jets have to win this game. If you look at their first, I think it's seven games, there's like, two easy wins throughout there and, and even then like the patriots are one of them and their patriots aren't going to be an easy one because their defense is going to be really good so they have to start out strong if they lose to buffalo i think week two they play dallas and then they play new england and if you're own three through there and then i think kansas city's in there as well if you're not 500 if you're one and three that's really hard to come back from to get into the playoffs And I think this is going to be their big moment. It's Aaron Rodgers. He knows the spotlight's on him. He knows he's going to have to come out and shine and play big. And I think they're they're going to do that. I think they're going to have a great first game that everyone's going to get hyped for. And then eventually it's going to fall apart and they're not going to make the playoffs. But I think the Jets win and cover. uh, They probably win by three points in this game uh, at home.
1: Yeah, uh, I'd basically copy and paste Jake's answer outside of, you know, the Jets. Jets missing the playoffs part. Um, I'm very confident <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm a lot higher on the Jets than I know if someone like Jake and you for you, Kyle, are. Um, Man, maybe maybe it's because I've seen Aaron Rodgers just kind of like just casually just always make it to the playoffs. And the Packers just always be really good that, you know, a, a lot a team that it seems like they're really kind of going all in this season around him getting pieces like Dalvin Cook, you know. I'm not sure Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard are big pieces, but definitely making Aaron Rodgers feel comfortable signing those pieces. Um, there's going to be questions about that offensive line, um, but the good thing is you know, Buffalo's defensive line isn't the greatest in the NFL either. Um, is Von Miller ready to go? Is he playing week one? I'm not sure. Nope, I, I don't think so. See, I'm pretty sure he's still see, out. So that, 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 that's going to be a big piece that's not there. Um, I know they traded Boogie Basham away as well, too. So the defensive line is definitely going to have some question marks as well. Um, I, I like New York at home. You said it said it really good it's this big moment on espn monday night in new york aaron Rodgers is going to get like a probably a 10 yard scramble touchdown hit the discount double check in new york it's everyone's going to be screaming it's going to be going wild yeah i think new york's going to get it done um i feel like they can get it done by 10 points and kind of shock some people you know they get a good solid statement win like jake said like they need to they need to start now like some teams can you know Go throughout the season, pick it up, in maybe the second half or like earlier on, like week four or five. The Jets have to go now; like they have to fire on all cylinders now because they got a murderous row of opponents coming up. Like you gotta go, you gotta go to Dallas next week, mm. Kansas City, Oof. and even even playing the Patriots is gonna be rough because their defense is it's just gonna hit you in the mouth. Like they're gonna not maybe be the greatest talent wise, but they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hurt you. They're gonna hurt you. It's it's not gonna be fun for the Jets. So I think they'll know that they need to win. They'll get it done now.
0: Okay. This game, look, ESPN knew what they were doing, putting these two against each other, because Uh I'm not high on Buffalo. I kind of would love to see a crash and burn in Buffalo, although I love Bills Mafia, great group of fans, the team on the field, I don't know. If the Bills can show me that they will make some commitment to the running game that's not Josh Allen, maybe I would think highly of them. I'm but that's not going to
2: happen.
0: I know it's not going to happen. I'm intrigued by them seemingly going with like a two tight end set because they did draft Dalton Kincaid. You figure he's going to be on the field a lot. And Dawson Knox has kind of been a staple of their offense a little bit, so I want to see what that looks like. That's the Jets. Man. and You guys know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I, I think it's going to crash and burn, but – I do think it's kind of the honeymoon phase right now. So I could okay. see Aaron Rodgers doing that, scrambling in, getting a touchdown, Jets fans, hopes, wow. getting up there. And, you know, ESPN is going to go crazy the next day, talking about, oh, the Jets are back. And then I'm just Super crossing Bowl my favorites, baby. A couple of weeks, and then they face New England. And New England just takes it to them. And then all Jets fans. We'll go back to their miserable selves, and I'm just going to be loving life. That's my hope. Whether or not it happens, we'll see. Trust me, the Jets are successful. People watching right now, I will become more and more miserable on this show. I'm putting it out there right now. I I, I cannot have the Jets be successful. It, it, my heart can't take it. All right, so I'll say all that. I'll say, look, the Jets get Week One. I'll give them Week One. Because, like I said, I I just think I I just feel like Josh Allen's going to be running for his life being chased by these Jets defenders, and he's probably going to force himself into a couple of turnovers, which will ultimately lead to the Jets winning this game. So I'll take the Jets plus the two and a half. My stomach hurts just saying that, but, you know, I'll I'll keep it real. (laughs) Alright, so now we've gone through the primetime games. We now have the rest of the schedule and yes i went through i got all the okay lines for all the games i'm committed see i'm committed to this
2: i like it i like it so i like it
0: we're gonna go through so from the rest of the schedule give me a lock and an upset so obviously the upset would have to be you're picking one of the underdogs to win actually pick an underdog to cover i don't know i mean if you want to be bold and pick an underdog to win
2: no yeah it's More. to cover
0: yeah even better and then the lock, of course, is you're picking a favorite. So, we'll go Jake,
2: Craig, then Dylan. Okay. So I'm going to give both my picks first.
1: Yeah. Let's do that. You can just okay. Do your,
2: your so lock in it. all right. So my lock, and I hate to do this, Kyle, because I I like you. I my, I'm locking Philly to to beat New England. I think Philly, it, again. It's a statement game for them. I know it's not like a primetime game, but Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. wants to make a statement. There's no Super Bowl hangover. Uh, I know there's some questions about New England's offensive line for their guards, if they're going to be healthy, if they're going to play. And Philly's got a great D line. I think they're going to come out and have a statement win three and a half. Feels kinda, I feels kind of, I would think it'd be like a four and a half kind of a point spread. So I think Philly's going to win. Uh, they're going to, they're going to win pretty soundly, probably by 10 points. And my upset of the week, I'm I'm really confident in this is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm really god, high. Man. <laughs> ah <laughs> man. Okay. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Dylan. Didn't mean to take your thunder. That's no, you t- uh, you great Might think alike, though. Let's put it that way. No way. Oh my god. I am super high on Pittsburgh. I think they're going to be a really good team this year. I think they're. I, I really like Kenny. Pitt. And for the record, I hate the Steelers. I've grown up hating the Steelers my entire life. I've never been a fan of them. Never been a fan of their fan base. But the Steelers, I think they're they're going to outright win this game. I think they're really good. They're really physical. Everyone talks about Detroit, how they went on this great late season run. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. went 7-2 and two the last nine games of the season and yeah. almost made the playoffs. I think Kenny Pickett's going to be a lot better. Don't look at his stats. Just look at how he plays. He's a good quarterback. They always nail the draft, and I think they're going to win. It's going to be an ugly game, and week one's always weird. San Francisco's still trying to figure out how they want to play with quarterback, and I think the Steelers uh, pull off the upset at home. Sorry, guys. I didn't know I was going to ruin everyone's
1: picks. No, it's all good. That's, like, the whole reason I asked, like, hey, are we doing an upset pick? Because I was looking at just, like, the schedule, and I was like, ooh, the this 49ers and Steelers play at home for the Steelers? I want to pick the Steelers. I thought it was going to be unique, but I wasn't. <laughs> I will say you didn't take
0: my upset, so I'm, I'm still I'm still good.
3: Okay. Um, so, for me, my lock.
0: All right, so go ahead, Greg.
3: Yeah, my lock-in would be um, Baltimore um, versus Texas. That's my lock. Got to have Baltimore winning. That's pretty a good soundly, one. Pretty soundly right there. Um, Lamar got a new contract, got some new weapons, got some new toys around him. Um, and, you know, look, the Texans, um, its Rome was not built in the day. It, it's going to take some time with them. Um, so that that's an easy one for me. Now, I was going to go upset – Steelers, 49ers, but I just have to be different, you know what I mean? Since you took that one, I'm going to have to be different. So, on the fly, I am going to take, hmm. You know what? Give me give me Colts. Okay. Give me Colts. Give me Colts um, versus Jaguars. I'm taking the Colts. And. And. Gym to cover, mercy. to cover, to cover the to cover the spread. All right. I'm, I'm not saying that they just gonna outright win this thing. I'm just say just cover the spread. That's what I have.
2: Okay.
1: All right, so I guess it's time for me. Um, my lock. I was gonna go down the path of doing the Ravens Texans, but um, I didn't know we were doing spread at first, so I never like picking a team who's a ten point favorite. It always feels weird because if you win by eight, it's still probably a good win. You could win by nine, it's probably still an okay win. I don't like picking ten. So I don't like being a homer, but I'm gonna pick Seattle. It's the 12th man, first week of the season. The Rams have a lot of question marks. Cooper Cup's not gonna be probably playing this game either. Um, it's, it's the, this is Seattle's showcase right now for the home fans to say, Like, hey, we're here, and you know we have a stake in the NFC as well too. Um, I'm hoping that you know my that Jake's upset of the 49ers Steelers does happen as well. It'd be very good to start off being one and zero and being the only one and zero team in the NFC West because. I don't have to mention the Cardinals, but they're probably going to lose. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I, I like Seattle at home. This is going to be a big showcase game for them. Um, see them winning by 14, you know, points, calling it good, just having a good fashion old-school running game because that's probably all they really need to do. Um, so, yeah, I'll take Seattle as my lock. And then my other upset um, – Give me the Packers. I'll take them the outright win against the Bears as well, too. I'm very high on the Bears. Um, I do like Justin Fields. I do like what the Bears have to offer. But there's a lot of turnover in that in that whole just team point-blank period from the offense to the defense. might take a little bit to get them going. They could struggle. Um, Jordan Love looks good. He looks polished. He looks like he can get to the receivers. Aaron Jones is a really good running back. They still have A.J. Dillon. And that defense is still one of the top – I wouldn't say one of the top, but still has – a great defensive talent all around with Jair Exa- Alexander, Rashawn Gary, um, different pieces like that. I can see green Bay, you know, having a comfortable win, you know, winning by a field goal would cover it. Would still outright do it, even a touchdown. So give me green Bay. Um, may- maybe make some noise. I do really like them this year. I've really, am high on the bears, but I do think green Bay could just like kind of shut everybody up and be like, Hey, Jordan loves actually good. Green Bay's here to stay.
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to go crazy with my upset. I'll tease that. My lock, I think I'm going to take Denver minus the four over the Raiders.
1: That's that's what I was going to do.
0: I'm feeling like, especially for the first week, I think we're going to see a really good game from Russell Wilson. I think Sean Payton will have them ready to go for the Raiders. I think there's a lot of question marks as to what's really going on over there. And I, I think Denver gets that one. My upset, I'm actually taking the Texans plus ten. Hmm. Look, say what you want about the offense. I do think, you know, Pierce will be able to run a little bit. I know Baltimore's defense is, is tough, you know, but I'm actually looking at Houston's defense and I think they might be able to give Baltimore some some trouble. And it's gonna be the first week of the new system. Might not be clicking on all cylinders from week one. And I I think Texans make the Ravens sweat a little bit. Baltimore probably still wins it, but I don't. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that 10 point spread, especially for Week One. Nah. So I'll I'll take the Texans plus the 10. We'll see. We'll see how these picks go. I've written them all down, so I'll I'll have the scoreboard updated next week, and we'll we'll definitely have a lot of fun with this. But um, (laughs)
2: they go perfect. Awesome. We'll see. This is exciting. This will be fun. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for this. Uh, so uh, I'm also say- just gonna
2: oh, go throw out here. Uh, don't be surprised if Tennessee beats the Saints. Like I'm a Saints fan, and that three-point Tennessee's still got a good roster. They're still excellently well coached. There's a lot of change in New Orleans. I was thinking mm-hmm. about that for my uh, for my upset. So I just want to throw that out there. That Tennessee's still going to be good this year. That coaching staff is just too good.
0: That game definitely crossed my mind as well. I'm sure Jory appreciates that. Because yeah, I I agree. You know, no Camara. We'll have to see. First time with Derek Carr and those receivers. Got to see if Michael Thomas can make it through a game first before we decide that he's all of a sudden back to (laughs) you know slant God or whatever you want to call him. Can he make it through a game before we start giving him that nickname again? And for Tennessee, I feel like you know what you're going to get from Tennessee. They're going to line up. They're going to line up. They're going to hand it to uh, King Henry. And if you stop them, cool. If not, you're going to just see more and more of them. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins gets a touchdown. Let's people know that, hey, they can yeah. throw the ball when they, I fe- when they need
1: I to. I feel like we're going to see like DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to be like a play-action play after they just gave the ball to Derek Henry for the 14th time straight. And they're going to just like throw a play-action pass, like yeah. DeAndre Hopkins touchdown. We're going to be like, oh, okay, yeah. this offense could be this.
0: So I guess before we get off the NFL, um, what game on the schedule, obviously outside of your rooting interest in teams, has you the most intrigued with the rest of this, with the rest of the schedule for week one?
2: So so there's two games that just if we're looking here that I'm really intrigued. I mean, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, I really want to see how this goes. I want to see what Pittsburgh can do. Again, I hate the team, but I think they're going to be really good. I want to see what San Francisco can do. And then for me, the other one is, uh, the dolphins and the chargers. Both of these teams have young quarterbacks. They have a lot of question marks for what they can do for the, and for the franchise. And I think it's going to be really telling for how each team plays in week one for what the rest of their season goes. I think that's going to have a lot of attention, but then again, at the same time, you can't overreact to week one because week one is always just nuts. But that's the game I'm looking for. Okay. I don't want to steal
1: Greg's thunder because he mentioned it first, but uh, I'm really interested in seeing what the Bengals and the Browns um, have to offer. That's going to be a really, really good game. Um, It's definitely going to see, at least it's more intriguing on the Browns aspect of things. I think we know probably what we're going to get from the Bengals. Um, Let's see what the Browns gives us. Um, and yeah, like what I was about to say this before Greg said it, but yeah, let me see what's going on with the with the the Buccaneers and the Vikings. Um, a lot of both these teams have some question marks. You know, a lot more question marks when it comes to the Bucs, ends especially when it comes to the quarterback issue. But let me see what Alexander Madison's going to give me. Does Baker and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have some connections? Like, let's see what both these teams are about because both these teams, you know, potentially could be playoff contenders this year. And weak conferences at that too in the NFC.
3: Mm-hmm. That's true. That is true.
1: Um, for me, yeah, like like I said, um,
3: like Dylan said, um, Billings, uh oh, my God, Bengals, uh, Browns. <laughs> Bengals, Browns is something that I'm uh, interested in seeing, kind of seeing what Deshaun Watson looks like this season um, with the tools and the talent that's there. Um, on paper, it's supposed to be a pretty solid roster. Um, and with the Bengals, the, you know the Bengals are the Bengals. So I just, and the Bengals just have a hard time of just beating the Browns in general over these years um, that nobody really talks about because the Browns are the Browns, but they find a way to beat the Bengals all the time, even with Joe Burrow. So that's one. And then my second one is Green Bay, um, Chicago. Um, Seeing Jordan Love and seeing how comfortable he's with with Christian Watson um, and all those other tools that they have over there. Aaron Jones is still over there, I believe. Um... And on the Chicago side, Justin Fields, what he's going to do with that tight end um, and his, you know, his other receivers that he has over there and his running ability. um, And it's in Chicago. Um, Aaron Rodgers isn't there anymore. Um, Green Bay may not just own the Bears all the time. So uh, I'm interested in seeing that one as well.
0: So I think for me, looking at the, the schedule, it's like I think you guys kind of touched on a lot of the ones I'm intrigued by. You know, I think Browns Bengals. I'm really high on Cleveland. I want to see them get up to a good start. You know, Browns, uh, Packers. I mean, Browns Bears Packers because Jordan Love showed me a lot in the preseason. I'm definitely intrigued by him, and I'm high on Justin Fields. You, you already mentioned Dolphins, uh, Chargers. Um, I mean, Falcons, Panthers. I ca- I kind of see a little bit of intrigue in there because. Which First time again. seeing Bryce Young, you know we'll see. Like, I, I'm kind of higher on the Panthers than the Falcons this year,
2: but I Panthers look the terrible Falcons. though. They look I terrible know. preseason.
0: I, I, I know, and I'll probably sound stupid for that, but something about Carolina has me intrigued. And for Atlanta, it's like they put a lot of effort into. The defense that, which I think might actually be somewhat decent this year, and they brought in some offensive pieces, but Desmond Ritter is still the mainstay. So I do want to see how he looks, and then I'll show some love to Washington, Arizona, only because I just want to see how big of a train wreck Arizona's going to be Week One, and Sam Howell, you know, first opportunity with the enemy, maybe he puts up a big Week One. I don't know, but. It's definitely an interesting week one for the NFL. You know, it's just glad to have football back. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure when we come back here next week, it's going to be some upsets that we didn't even think about. We'll have a surprise for next week.
2: 100%. Just real quick for Washington, they sold out. for the And they're usually, historically, the past few years, been like a 60% attendance, and they sold out with the new owners. So that's going to make a big difference for them, too. Just shout out for that.
0: Love that.
1: Bye-bye.
2: You got you. If you're a quarterback like Sam Howell, just
1: last comment too. If you're a quarterback like Sam Howell, like you got the opportune time to show out. Like, <laughs> especially like you got the you got the you got the call at the right time. You know, no more Snyder there. All the fans are coming and showing up. That's not something that's happened for this franchise in a while. Like Jake said, man, if you're Sam Howell right now, you have the biggest ticket. So hopefully, he, hopefully he can do good
2: i hope so
0: yeah absolutely all right so let me go ahead and get the grid set up um
1: oh don't we need jake's playoff teams
0: yeah so that's what i'm saying like while i was getting that set up you know jake go ahead and give your playoff teams and i guess we can kind of let you know our playoff teams and remind some of you the viewers and everything
1: sure yeah i have my
2: list
0: yeah so you start with your nfc
2: all right. So, my NFC. So, for me, I have, I, I do think the Lions are still going to win the division. I don't feel great about it, but I, I really don't feel like that division's great. I feel like Minnesota's going to take a nosedive. They run way too many close games. Uh, I need to see something from from Green Bay before I believe it with Jordan Love and the Bears are away. So, I think it's going to be a, a weaker division, but the Lions win it. Uh, and the NFC East, I, I think Philly does win. They, they repeat, uh, but it's a very tough, tough, tough. Tough divisional to win. They're not going to win as many games as they did last year. They have a much tougher schedule last year. The schedule was a lot easier, but they're still the, the best team in the NFC. Uh, NFC South. they have the Saints winning it. Uh, I know they're my team, but I'm. I feel like it's pre- a fairly safe bet to do. They have the best quarterback, great defense, and they. I think they can. They can beat all three teams in that division, and then the NFC West. Um, I don't love the 49ers because it feels like they do everything right, except for the quarterback. Like they just can't draft the quarterback, right? They can't figure it out, but they do everything else right. And their offense, you don't really need a great quarterback. You just need a, an a, an average quarterback to win. So I'm still going to take them to win the division. And then the three wild card spots, I think Seattle is going to win wild card spot. I think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to show, I think Gino's not going to have the second half kind of dip that he had. It felt like he kind of taped, Uh, tapered off he's gonna have a full off season with the team knowing he's the starter knowing he's the man and he's gonna get a uh, the team to a wild card dallas will be a wild card team and so will minnesota i think those those are my three uh wild card teams and then um i was going to afc uh Mm -hmm. afc west the chiefs are going to win it um they don't have a great receiving core, but their defense is still improved. Great O line, and I, I just can't bet against uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's he's too good, and I'm not really sold. I'm not sold on the Raiders. I don't think the Broncos are going to be there, and it's really hard to to do anything for the Chargers because they don't have home field advantage. I don't love their coach, and they haven't shown that they have the ability to win a whole lot of games. That being said, I do think they're a wild card team, uh, AFC North. Uh, Man, I'm riding the Steelers. Uh, I hate that I'm riding the Steelers, but I think they're going to win the division. They're going to win 11 games. Cincinnati will win 11 games, get one of those wild card spots. But Pittsburgh, they're they're too well coached. They draft too well, and Kenny Pickett is going to a quarterback. Uh, I, I think we had one of the predictions where uh, top 10 passing yards or passing touchdowns, I had Kenny Pickett in my top 10. Uh, I think he's going to have a great breakout season. Um, NFC, or sorry, the AFC East, um, Man, this one's tough. I think Miami's going to do it. I know Dylan's pretty pretty low on Miami, but I don't believe in the Jets, and I really don't believe in Buffalo. I, I think they their window's kind of shrinking, and my, it's Miami's turn. It's it's now or never for Miami, uh, and then the AFC South. Man, this is tough. It, I have so much respect for Tennessee. I have so much respect for the roster. So they play hard every single game. No one likes to play Tennessee, but I think Jacksonville has a, a lot of talent. They have a great coach, and Trevor Lawrence is going to level up again uh, this next season and, and wins that division. Uh, so I just need one more wild card team. Man, it's got. I feel it's got to be Buffalo. Buffalo is going to be the last wild card team in. I don't love the roster. I don't love Josh Allen. I think he's a little over. He's still a great quarterback, but when people say the second best quarterback in the league, I don't buy it. I have him like fourth or fifth, but that team's still going to get to nine or 10 wins and, and end up in the postseason. So I think that was all seven for the AFC.
0: Okay. I mean, I heard a little differences in some of your picks and some are, so I do think that's going to be uh, definitely interesting as well. I mean, I did have my Patriots making the playoffs, but that was me being a bit of a homer. Although I do think they're going to be better than some. Um, Trying to see which one, which pick was. So you don't have Baltimore in the playoffs.
2: I don't. I, I, I'm really concerned about their defense. Um, their their defense is is not looking very good, and that's really weird for this team. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to have concerns about the health, about Lamar Jackson's health. It's a new offense. And, th- and also the AFC North is just a juggernaut. Like that is a really, really tough division. The Cleveland Browns are still going to be a really good team. No matter how you feel about him and their quarterback, they're still going to be tough. And I think that's a team that just barely misses out on, on the playoffs. I mean,
0: according to Chris Sims, you're crazy since he has them as the number one seed. But, you know, that's Chris Sims. Yeah, well,
2: Chris Sim- Man, I hate Chris Sims because he, oh, he can't give the Saints credit for anything because they blew out his spleen. So he I don't, I don't like him anyway, so I don't take any offense to that.
0: <laughs> and I mean, I did ask them the same when they gave their prediction. So the NFC team that you don't have them that you don't have in the playoffs that you think has the best chance to crash your playoff party, which team would that be?
2: okay um it's probably the Bears It's probably if everything goes right for the Bears they could be the one that could that could crash or they could win that division um, and maybe sneaky or take the wild card from Minnesota it's I just need to see it from Chicago before I put any kind of real stake in it but I could see them being the team that really just kind of uh, messes up my And then the AFC, AFC? Mm-hmm. yeah, AFC. Um, it's Baltimore. Yeah, it could be anyone. That's a great point, but it's, it's Baltimore. Okay. I think if they I'll put it this way, if Baltimore does plays to their strengths, one hundred percent, they could go to the Super Bowl. They absolutely could, but I just I don't see it this year. I think they're going to take a step back, and that AFC is just too tough.
0: Okay, all right. Actually, I, I just remembered. I did put on the topics list for like mvp candidates so i guess we can go over that really quickly before we get to the grids i think i said your top three if you just want to do like two or three it's fine um we'll go greg dylan jake on this one
3: um for mvp candidates i I would assume my top two um i do have no order in these two um for me patrick mahomes and then I have Surprisingly Lamar Jackson
1: Fair enough. Those Um for me, uh keep it pretty simple Um, I did two the like the two that I thought was like the most favorite it. And then I kind of just like was looking at like the odds and stuff like that And like if I had to throw one out there that I would you know, maybe maybe like to take the odds on who I do it um, so Jalen Hurts, I mean, keep it short and simple. He was the favorite to probably win the MVP before he was out those last couple of games. Um, he could just easily go and do it again. Uh, you know, 20, he had over, what, 3,000 yards passing, 700 yards rushing, 13 touchdowns on the ground, just alone on the ground. Very impressive. Um, Eagles are going to be favorited to win the NF- NFC again. He could just do what he did last year, and as long as he can play throughout the full season, you know, barring any big performances by anyone else he, he he could win the mvp and then number two i have joe burrow um him getting injured you know doesn't really change too much of it for me um he's going to be in a very pass happy offense he likes to pass the ball a lot 35 touchdowns last year um we could see him maybe trying to get close to that five thousand passing yards mark he could definitely get that with the offense that um cincinnati runs I like what joe burrow could do there um he's one of those type of dudes when you put the lights on him he shines um can't say that about some other guys. So I definitely think Joe Burrow has a big opportune chance. And then one, I kind of just threw out there. I like Justin Fields, um, him being such a big rushing threat for the bears just helps. And it helps any quarterback really when you talk about MVP odds. I mean, that was a big key factor on why Lamar won the year that he did. Um, But when you look at Justin Fields, he's going to have a lot more weapons to throw to. His passing numbers are definitely going to go up. Um, And as long as he can kind of keep sort of that steady rushing mark, I mean, what do you have, 1,100, 1,200 yards rushing last year as a quarterback, it's pretty wild with eight touchdowns. So if he can keep that same pace around that rushing mark and then up his passing total by 1,000 yards or even like 800, 900 and can increase his touchdown mark and the Bears are good, a playoff team or even win that division, um, well, win that division, win that It'd be hard to tell Justin Fields no. All eyes would be on the Bears if they just went out there and had like a really solid season. Mm -hmm. So it'd be hard to deny Justin Fields.
2: So uh, my initial reaction was Dylan's exact picks. So I'll I'll change it up a little bit. I I can't say no to Jalen Hurts. He's the number one. If I were to bet on MVP, I'd bet on him to win the MVP. I think his odds are pretty great. They're like 12 to 1 uh, or something along those lines, at least last time I checked. He's going to be great. He had a fantastic year last year. He missed a couple of seasons. And let's also not forget that their schedule was super easy. So he wasn't playing in the fourth quarter of a lot of games. Their Mm schedule is a lot tougher. So he's going to be putting up more yards, more stats, and he's going to improve. I think he's going to be the odds on favorite. They're probably still going to be the best team in the NFC when that matters, when you have that top record. So I go for him. And then the other person I'm going to say is Justin Herbert. Let's see what he can do he's kind of been stagnant for a little bit he's finally got a really good offensive coordinator in uh kellen moore who's wanting to throw the ball deep and that's what justin herbert does really well if they get to like 11 wins i don't know if they will but if they get to that 11 wins and he has fifty five hundred passing yards and like 45 touchdowns and just looks like you know the reincarnation of dan marino 2.0 I, th- I could see him easily winning it, and I don't think a whole lot of people are talking about it. But Jalen Hurts should be the preseason favorite. As much love as I want to give to Patrick Mahomes, super hard to win it back to back years. And-, and Jalen Hurts is just, I think it's going to go nuts this year.
1: I'd love to see Herbert win it, but mm-hmm. I I just want the Chargers to crash and burn in a fiery hole just so <laughs> we can just see Staley get out of there.
2: Just get he should, Staley. He should out have been there. fired this oh, offseason. Absolutely Absolute should have like been fired. When,
1: like, I want Herbert to have a really good season. Don't get injured. You know, go 9 and 8 and then get him out of
2: there. Okay. Sorry to see the. Just, just to kind of say on yes, that, Dylan, so... I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that—that that I really wanted, uh, Sean Payton to go to the Chargers last off season. Yeah, it felt I felt like the biggest yeah. no yeah. done the Chargers to fire their coach, Sean Payton, and it's like a no-brainer. It should have, but the Chargers are just a poor, poorly ran franchise, and now they're still stuck with Stanley. So, yeah.
0: but I'm finding out that some of us have some grudges against some teens and I'm—I'm I'm here for it.
1: I'm, I'm loving it. Killing him it's watch not the so much that I'm a burn, grudge. I, man, I don't have a grudge against the Chargers. Like, if the Chargers literally had any other coach on there, I would love mm-hmm. the Chargers. I love Eckler. Eckler's one of my favorite backs in the league. I love Justin Herbert. I like watching him at Oregon. Like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Donald Parham 6'8". What's not fun about that? Um, yeah. Even their defense is really cool. Um, Staley sucks. Get
2: him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you don't have to be super analytical, but that's like the most accurate thing that's been yeah. said on this whole, you know, almost yeah. hour and a half podcast. He's terrible. And he should have been fired last year. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Brett says it great. I wouldn't trust David to coach a little league team. That's. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So for me, I guess I, I, would, I would go hurts. I agree with that. And I would. Hmm, second one. I'd probably go with maybe Lamar, because I do think there's going to be a lot of, uh, I don't know, look, if, if the Ravens win the division or whatever, I think there's going to be enough of a campaign for him, because I feel like he's really well-liked, it's just that, it's just unfortunately he just doesn't finish seasons and doesn't have the playoff, you know, record to kind of back it up, so I could see him be in the conversation, my long shot, maybe not even that much of a long shot would be Deshaun Watson, It would be an interesting kind of, I don't know, retribution story because he was seen as one of the great guys in the league up until he wasn't with all this stuff off the field. If now he can kind of put it behind him and play well on the field.
2: He would have to ball out to win over some of those voters. And Not saying he's not capable of because what we saw in Houston was amazing, but he would have to have – like the season of seasons to win back some of that voter yeah, base. But man, you know what? Like, if you're gambling on it and it's like a hundred to one odds, I mean, there's worse no bets one has you can see make. Your betting
1: slip. Nobody, nobody has to see your betting slip. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: All right. So we'll see. We will see. All right. I have the grids here. Hold on a second. This NBA one's going to be interesting.
3: oh
0: here for it
1: let's
0: do it okay there we go let me know when you see it yeah okay i see it. all right so we got clippers okc five plus assists a game season the heat uh pelicans
1: and the wizards oh so i wonder if I wonder if old Hornets would work. Would it have to be Pelicans?
0: Well, I always assume with like the Pelicans and the Thunder, like Thunder, you could probably still use Seattle and you can probably use, well, actually with the Pelicans it's kind of difficult because there is a Hornets team now. I
2: think the Pelicans have their own franchise. Like it's just the New Orleans team, whereas Oklahoma City absorbed Seattle's lineage. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Sounds good to me. Um, let's see. Okay. Where should we start on this one? I'm trying to think of some... Because there's some easy ones I can think of, but I want to try and think of some... Right. Smaller... Yeah, like, I know Eric Gordon would be, like,
3: super easy to do for Pelicans Clippers. Yeah. Um, but...
2: Like, you can't do Chris Paul for the Pelicans. Or did yeah. he play... Yeah, like...
1: He played for New Orleans.
2: Oh, no, he so, played for yeah. New... Yeah, like, oh, that's... Hmm. That's mm-hmm. where it gets tricky. Oh, it man. does get tricky. Hmm. Well, a... Okay, we'll just have to figure that that part out, the five-assist season. I'm, I'm, a, trying think, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think... I'm trying to think if there's anyone else, because I know for the Pelicans, Rondo had to have had more than... had to have the 5 assists because he played there for a couple of seasons, but there has to be a lower percentage, but we can kind of keep that...
1: Man, what about ah uh, man? Devontae Graham probably didn't get five assists there. I wouldn't think. I would assume Drew. I would assume Drew would have five assists. there. Maybe. Maybe. It might be an easier pick. That is easy. Would yeah. like did AD or Demarcus Cousins ever have five assists? You know, would the, that have
2: been something in that range? Ooh, let me think. That that could have because he put up a lot of. He was really good at putting up fantasy points, but five is a mm-hmm. high number. That's a high number for him. Mm. Trying to think of some You know what? Let's guards. do it. Let, let, that's, that's not going to get a lot of love. Let's do DeMarcus Cousins. Five okay. assists. Pelicans. Okay.
0: Come mm. on okay. with Boogie.
2: Wow! Yes, we there we go. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah. Twenty-eight. <laughs> nice yeah. work. Okay, I sweating for a minute
0: there. <laughs> I think I have a name for OKC in Miami. All
3: right, we got. What we got? got. got.
0: Did Richard Lewis play for the Heat at he one did. point?
3: He did. He did. He did, he did play for, did for the Heat. He played for Seattle.
0: So, thought I me mean, if you're all good with that one. Yeah, i I'm, I'm in
3: for that one.
2: Nice, five yeah, percent. There it's we
1: solid. go.
3: Solid. Yeah, it's good good. Okay. Clippers.
1: This assist one's going to be interesting. Someone, yeah, because like man, I'm trying to think of these like wizard guards who were like garbage, but probably had to like just pass lot. So
2: like if we Is can't Smith? think of anybody, John Wall I know had. Yeah, oh, Ish Smith that could be a good one potentially. He played for like <laughs> <everybody>, <laughs> he played for Every team, <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, more Marcin Gortat. No, I'm playing.
2: I don't. Uh, I don't know if he ever. Um, I'm trying to figure out who was. Who else was guarding out there?
1: Nick Young? I don't know. I Nick guess that's not him. horrible. I'm not shooting. He was, was, was
3: shooting though. I know he wasn't passing the ball. I know he'd be on Gilbert Arenas' podcast. I know he don't be shooting. Like he won't be passing for real. Um, Gilbert Arenas, Gilbert Arenas, Agent Zero. Yeah. Okay, he was shooting, he was shooting
0: too, though. Yeah, I'm willing to go Gilbert Arenas. Who was before it? it I mean, it goes, yeah, because it goes straight from Gilbert to John. I feel like Arenas definitely. will either be crazy high because everybody kind of knows him, or maybe people are just forgotten about him. And well, maybe they don't know. think
2: he's gonna have assists, though, is yeah. the thing because yeah, he's a, true agent zero. That is true. 16 that's not bad. Nice. 16 percent.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll bad. take it. I'll take it. Okay. So knockout heat five assists. Who are we think? Would someone like Mario Chalmers ever get five assists there? Yeah. He for I mean, sure. you got to think he, he was sure. passing. The... He
3: for sure got five. I know he has five. I was trying to figure out if there was anybody else that got five. Do people I mean, think about Gordon? Do of people Hardaway. think of
0: Dragic have?
1: I mean, Tim Hardaway is my guy. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Oh, well, Drogic is interesting. He oh, I bet. Miami yeah, I bet he there.
2: did. I bet he did.
3: Okay. We can go, Drogic.
2: Yeah.
3: <clears throat> you got that and Dion waiters. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm about, I'm about, I'm about, wow. About, yeah.
1: Okay. We're doing good. Now it's these cross-team ones that are going to be yeah, little yeah. interesting. Heat Clippers. Oh. <laughs> Mike Bibby.
0: OKC, okay, I automatically keep going to Seattle for whatever reason. But Seattle and Washington.
2: So for Pelicans Clippers, Chris mm-hmm. Kamen, I know he played for both teams, and I bet a lot of people oh, aren't okay. thinking about that old, yeah, old white dude.
3: About that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 2%. That 2%, yes. 2%. Here yeah. we go. Pelicans OKC.
1: Mm. <laughs> And the crazy thing about thinking of the New Orleans and Thunder, um, remember when the, the they had those special jerseys? Let's say Oklahoma City on it, New Orleans did. It's even funnier to think yeah. about now.
3: Dang,
1: I wish Jalil Ogle played for OKC
3: because people don't be remembered that he played for the Pelicans.
2: Man. Man.
0: Pelicans players. Pelican right, chat, we got Key saying Swaggy P. This Which... is What that for? Work? Wizards. That what, um... Well, Wizards Clippers, I believe Swaggy P does work there. Oh, he played for the Clippers? I didn't know that. So I'll put Mike what Bibby. Who is that
1: for? What is that for? Clippers. I don't know, I don't know who that would he... be for. Nah, Bibby didn't play for the Heat, did he? He didn't? Oh. You know? I don't think, think he so. did. I don't, I don't think,
3: so. think so. I don't think so. I'm not confident enough to put
0: that on there. Oh, he did? OK, good. Okay. Yep. Oh, you saying? You saying he did. Oh, so you wanted to use Bibby because you put yup. So I guess I oh, would say he said for... he did play for the Heat. clipped Clippers one of these, but like, uh, my Bippy.
2: He did okay. play for the Heat. That's what you said. All okay. right.
0: Yeah, I can do it. No, I, I believe we trust
2: in you, man. We, we trust him. I believe my Bippy,
0: you know, his career it's slowly fading from my mind no it oh, didn't.
2: no didn't jory i got uh, one for uh clippers washington that should be pretty low i know andre miller played for both teams would, yeah sure definitely yeah, yeah yeah
1: man this might be a weird one but isaiah todd did he play for the thunder because I, I know he played is. on Washington. I feel no, like he was no like traded. Oh, it is. Okay, Can so he was like he's, he's like a he was a dude who was like a, drafted either last year or the year before that. But I, I thought he got like drafted by like OKC and like Wade, and then like on Washington or like traded or something like that.
0: That name. Really I could be wrong. We won't, we won't do
1: it. it. But I think I'm right. But we won't do it because I don't want it to be wrong. Um. Kelly Oubre? For who? For Wizards Thunder? Okay. Cuz he was traded to the Thunder.
2: Yeah, yep, yep.
1: Did Oubre play? What? Yeah,
3: I think, yeah Do I, he, he play? No, I don't think he. I don't think he played
1: for the Thunder. I guess he did. Though. I thought he was like traded mid-season or something like that. I guess I could have been wrong. Fair. I mean, enough. Had, I mean, he was with the Hornets.
3: Um Clippers. I don't know what
2: Didn't Kendrick Perkins play for minute for the Pelicans in Oklahoma City?
3: Yeah, Kendrick Perkins did play for the Pelicans. He did. He was there with um, with yes. Anthony Davis. He was there with Anthony Davis. Um, 2018. Yeah, I remember yeah, that because
1: okay. he was on. He I was on. Shaq him doing doing him doing he was, a, he was Shaq <laughs> that, That's full. funny to think Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins was like playing with AD. Yeah, I remember that. One. So it worked, man. We'll yeah, see. we were going on a roll there. I wish it would show you like like the lesser. Lamar Odom, Stephen Adams. Oh, Stephen Adams. Oh, jeez. Oh Russ. man. Russ, that makes sense. Westbrook,
0: Paul Wade, Drew
1: Holiday,
2: John Wall. Karam
0: Butler would have worked too. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. Mm. All right. Yeah. So we had some misses, but, but we had some, all of our guesses that were right were real low, pretty low percentages. So
1: we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get one of those ones where it's like really low
2: on all of them. On all nine. Yeah. Yep. We'll get the high score.
0: Yeah. So keep a Karam Butler. That would have worked. Heat, Clippers. All
1: right. So NFL now. Let's make it up.
0: All right. Let's see the old, okay, so we got Ooh. Falcons, Broncos, 3,000 yard, uh, passing season. The Where Bears ever play? had
2: a 3,000 yard. Jay, Jay Cutler's <laughs> had to done it. Jay Cutler,
0: <laughs> Jay Cutler had, had, to, done just it. had to throw a
2: little shade in there. <laughs>
0: uh, Bears, Chiefs, and the Bucks. Yeah. So I guess we're probably gonna want to start with these again, the stat category. Those so color oh, too. I could say Jay Cutler.
1: I could say Jay Cutler, obviously. Um, who is like the quarterbacks in those like weird? Did Trubisky ever do it? Trubisky had it at
2: 3, one year. I imagine he he would have to because he wasn't that bad. Because you have to consider where we're the era that we're playing in. Like three thousand yards used to be a big deal forever ago, but it's not as big as it is now, right? Mm-hmm. Like
0: I'm on the go, Trubisky.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's give Mitch a chance. If he fails us, it's just like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there we go, <laughs> Mitch. Smith. Okay. Okay, so Casey, hmm, man. Okay. So, KC, man, it's rough. Hmm. Hmm. So I don't know anyone in KC who's want done
2: that. Alex Smith, I know, who did it once, so put yeah. him in there potentially. Um, Joe Montana might what about have. about Castle? He said, "Oh, he played his." you would be quarter. hard to
1: guess. Ooh, Matt,
2: Castle. Matt
1: Castle. He Can had to. Dwayne Bowe was a was a was a Pro Bowler. He had to have at least a couple times. Dwayne Bowe was a Pro Bowler, and I'm pretty sure. Dwayne Bowe, a name you don't hear a lot anymore. I haven't thought about that dude. In... Dexter McCluster, Dexter McCluster, like they they had some people there. The old nice. Chiefs teams were fun. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm. Four
1: nice four, four percent. percent. Yeah, nice. Um, for that for Josh Freeman. What about for that for the Bucks? Josh Freeman. Josh name. I forgot about that.
2: Josh
3: Freeman. Jeez. Yeah, there See, we go.
2: There we go. i right, so Greg gotta,
3: would yeah, say, after this season,
0: well. you could put Baker Mayfield there.
1: Mm-hmm. Loki.
0: All right, so the cross teams once again.
1: Um, for. Oh, man. He hasn't played yet for him. I was going to say for Denver, um, Kansas City, you could put Frank Clark, but he hasn't had a snap, I guess. Yeah. The regular season. He probably has in preseason. I imagine. But... Let's see.
0: What's going on, Mo? Well, Tim said Cutler for the Bears. He said Montana for Casey. I mean, he you said, could do. Except Doug Williams for Tampa
1: Bay. That would have been a good one, too. Couldn't you do Cutler for the Bears and Broncos? Yes.
2: Mm. Yeah, that could work. Yep.
1: I always forget about his Broncos, run.
2: Yeah, say, man. He has a high percentage. I'm pretty
1: sure Jay Cutler ah. like,
0: tells you everything about him.
1: It I was going like to say Mugshot. I, <laughs> I was
0: going to say Brandon Marshall.
1: Yeah. But I thought <laughs> Jay Cutler might have been a little better.
0: All right. So Broncos and the Chiefs.
1: Orange. Broncos, Chiefs. Uh, Jamal Charles
0: okay.
1: For Broncos Chiefs? Yep
0: yeah. Oh, Tim said he could have used uh, Kyle Orton For Denver, Chicago
1: So I was thinking that I, I was thinking there's like one random like Also goofy looking white quarterback That I <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: can get Okay, two percent really. I, was, I wasn't 100% sure people wow. knew Jamal Charles ever that's, played with the Broncos He played awesome. there right. like one year see Falcons, oh.
0: Broncos Bucks um, for some reason I'm th- I don't know I was thinking like Brad Johnson but I don't think he no
2: I don't think he ever went to Denver did one of the McCowns
0: do it I feel like they're a good kind of pick for one of these
2: Josh McCown played for like every team. Because I know he played for Arizona. I think he played. But for Arizona, he played for. I know he played for Carolina. I know he played for. He played. For... I know he. I think he played for Chicago. Ooh,
1: I have a really good one. That's not going to show up for the Falcons. Bucks. Brent Grimes. Put that one in there. It is not going to show oh. up. I just think I was going in the well of past knowledge. Brent Grimes is not going to be a high number. I don't percent. One percent. That okay. was like one of my favorite cornerbacks growing up.
0: Yeah, he was excited in Atlanta.
1: He's exciting mm-hmm. in Miami, bro. I still remember him. One hand interception. Calvin mm-hmm. Johnson in the red zone.
2: Oh, uh, Tampa Bay, Denver. If we can't think of any, this might be higher. But I know, but Lynch finished his career in Denver. John Lynch. Mm. Okay.
0: I was thinking, did Tebow do that too?
2: Tebow never went Tampa Bay. I don't think he ever went to Tampa. No, he Bay. went to Jackson. He had that stint in Jacksonville. But I don't think I was, remember him. It was Jacksonville, the Jets, yeah. and New England were the other teams. Okay. Yeah. So, so John Lynch.
0: John Lynch.
2: Yeah, me I no mean, yeah, picture yeah. talk about this man for, for man
1: i i feel like there's someone on falcons like uh i think i feel like there's like a running back i can't uh, like a running man what about mike mike Davis? never played for the bears um man I
2: feel like
3: was devin hester all, all, always with the bears did he ever dabble with the falcons ever
1: Man, I feel like Hester was...
2: On... No, I don't think he did. Oh, oh, I got one for Kansas City, Atlanta. Uh, Joe Warren. He His wow. first year was with Kansas City. He was a wide receiver for the Saints for a bunch of years. First year with Kansas City, and his last year was with Atlanta. Never forgave him for leaving the Saints and going... Yeah. Uh, going to Atlanta. Hey, up to yeah.
1: Wow. Man, Wait, I can think of, like, players...
0: who? No, because I was starting to think of the name he just brought up. I was thinking if that might work for
2: Falcons Bears.
3: I was talking about Devin Hester, but I didn't know if he played for
2: the Falcons. I don't think he did. I think his entire career was with the Bears. But maybe. Man, I feel. I mean, because Carson's with
0: the Falcons now, and I'm pretty sure he had to stop with the Bears.
1: He did play with the Bears at one point.
2: Um. No, I think you're right. I think Hester did do both.
0: Okay, so I was about to say, yeah, Hester. I couldn't remember the name that he yeah, said, yeah, just Hester. for like. No,
2: I, 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 I'm, I'm sure he, he went to Atlanta. I'm almost positive mm-hmm. he went to Atlanta for like a. Like, like, he one break the record year. in yeah. I think he broke Atlanta? Or yeah, yeah, Atlanta. I think yeah. He broke the record with Atlanta. Yeah.
0: So we got Hester. We can use. We got Patterson. Who, who are you going with? I think Hester might. Get a lower number. Maybe.
3: Because not a lot of people know Maybe. that he
1: went to the foul. Yeah. Game. I mean, we didn't. Have... <laughs> yeah, basically. Like Devin has to. Probably like 60%. 188. Let's see. Well, actually, 38%. 38%. Okay. okay. I'm crazy. Let's see. Cordero Patterson was actually hired. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, we did good. Only oh, like one of the most used ones. Tony, Tony Gonzalez. Gonzalez yeah. up, uh... Julio oh, man. Yeah.
1: Julia, I had Tom Brady, John Lauriš, yeah. Charles was the highest, and so was Cutler. Dang.
2: Well, the Bears don't have a ton to choose from that three thousand yards. To be fair, the lowest one was uh, the Broncos.
1: Broncos Chief was the hardest yeah. one. Really? I guess it was tough. I can only think of two players, and one of them didn't even technically maybe would have counted yet. So right, right.
0: Uh, Key said, I forgot about Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, a lot of people. Well, I mean, he had a pretty decent Falcons no, run. This is very a good.
1: Man, man, the, man, the oh, funny dude. thing is Tony Gonzalez played for two teams, and it was those two teams. Yep. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't
2: bring it up because it was, it was just too obvious. It's like we, we need something better because everyone, their mom's going to yeah. say Tony Gonzalez. So. I, I will agree with Key. I didn't think of Tony Gonzalez when
1: I saw that. There, I was like, oh duh. Okay. I was like sold on thinking of like a running back or something like that. Same.
0: So i will say this only on the big three you're gonna hear mitchell trubisky josh freeman and brent Grimes on this on the same episode i mean where else are (laughs) you getting
1: that i'm coming from nowhere that's wild nowhere else (laughs) man i tell you i when i talk to people i tell them i like have a wealth of like random football knowledge like i was literally going back like thinking of like the days i was sitting in my room playing like madden 12 thinking of like who who's on these rosters like, you might get Sydney Rice out of me sometime. You never know. You never know.
0: Okay. Uh, Brett said, Jason Spriggs, old lineman for the Packers, played for both as well.
1: Hmm. Not bad. I mean, That's no what I need to start appreciate. doing. I just need to start researching, like, O-linemen. And just, like, no one's knocking out these O-linemen. Like, every O-lineman's, like, 1% probably. Absolutely.
2: That's no one watches O-linemen play O-Lineman. except for O-linemen's, like, family when you go to games. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah. It's,
1: like, good form. Like, like how do, how do you cheer them on? <laughs> the, the quarterback didn't get sacked? Cool. Yeah. Nice pancake block, I guess. Uh, I mean, <laughs> okay, I, I will say, you, you, you can get some nice pancake blocks. If I see my O-linemen just, like, throwing a defender, I'm like, okay. Like, that's something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, they do say like unless they're getting up sacks, you never, yeah. never want to hear your old lineman. Never want to hear names of old linemen. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. True. All right. Yeah. So
0: oh, sorry, Greg.
3: Oh no, no, I was like, yeah, I don't even know how you even like like what words do you cheer for like an old lineman? Like, oh great pass protection. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm a little confused how you root for them, but it is great what it chop is. block.
2: Correct. Great chop block.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No. well i mean you look that's uh oh brett says got to do my A. all right brett yeah i know you i know you're into your hoop grids like i am as, as well so can't wait to see that but um that's kind of all we have for the show you know, before we get out of here you know craig jake jillian anything you want to add before we call it tonight um,
2: can't wait for football get, thursday can't yeah. come soon enough man
1: absolutely um I'll always give my you. Obviously, I'm the UFC guy. Always will give it a nod. Pay per view this weekend. Uh, big name. People that gives a real lot of Sonya. Obviously, like the one of the more well known names in the UFC. So he's fighting again this weekend. So always give my nod to UFC if anybody's interested.
3: Yeah, cool. Colorado versus Nebraska. I gotta see it. Gotta see it, man. That's, that's gonna, you gonna, gonna be a war one.
1: at. It's gonna be a gonna war at my, uh, at my at my family's home. Uh, half of them are from Colorado. Half of them are from Nebraska. So it's it's definitely gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mo. Yeah. Appreciate
2: it Yeah,
0: appreciate that, Mo. Great we show.
2: Yes, great we're... Show. it was a great show. Yeah, that we're we here every Tuesday we're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be so much fun with the football season because that would be breaking out some games and all that kind of stuff. Call mm-hmm. out some players. We're gonna like, have
1: we're gonna steady flow now. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. probably have a, like kind of the same the same stuff, and the NBA is gonna kick up. Back into the swing of things, it's good. It's going to be the last week without consistent football till February.
0: Yes, exactly. So
1: we're de- Can't we're definitely going to be—we're going to be definitely be ready. Yeah,
0: and kind of like we said earlier, it's going to be fun to see the scoreboard and how that works with our picks. See who reigns supreme this year. Um, but yeah. Also, like you said, and NBA is still a little bit off, but I feel like once football season gets going, now the sports year just feels right. Because you'll get mm-hmm. playoff baseball and everything, as long as the Yankees don't win it. If my Red Sox don't win it, at least I have, can hold that over them. So, <laughs> absolutely,
2: <are> absolutely.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're here every Tuesday, 7 p.m., bringing you, you know, everything you got from tonight. Great interaction with you guys in the chat, definitely appreciate that. Key Jory, Tim, Brett, Mo, uh, you go, Freddie, you know. I think I'm missing a few, but definitely appreciate all of you. Uh, If you want to listen to it back, make sure you go ahead and uh, head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or iHeartRadio. Give us a download there. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to Sports Empire Network or follow if you're on Facebook. Because there's plenty of great shows coming up. Uh, We have Line in the Sand coming up right after us for your wrestling news. Look, wrestling's been... Interesting the past couple of weeks. I'm sure they have a lot to talk about, so definitely tune in for that. Then you have what coffee and sports in the morning. Great way to start your day. Got wire to wire tomorrow. So, a lot of great shows coming up. Make sure you guys tune in. And this is the last episode before the NFL season, so we will definitely be ready to go next week with more picks, breakdown, predictions, everything like that. More. Ripping on Aaron Rodgers because that's what I'm here for. So, uh hey, are you guys a- doing
1: a pregame on on Thursday? Yes. Oh. Okay.
0: Yeah, we have sideline to sideline Thursday night before uh, the season kicks off. So we'll definitely break down lines, Chiefs, and and yeah, all I'd that like, good stuff as well.
1: Thought, yeah. I thought I tossed that in there. I was about to say we do like I know we have a show right before kickoff. Yes. So if anybody needs some like any last second advice or anything, I know I know we got you covered there.
0: Yes, exactly. And then, I guess, to kind of push it forward, Sunday got Sunday Morning Drive, where they kind of get you ready for the Sunday slate of games. Mm-hmm. I believe they talk about the Monday game as well. So a lot of places to go for your, your NFL knowledge. Uh, big dogs on campus as well for college football. On, is, that,
1: is that Sunday or Saturday? That's Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Saturday okay. Um,
0: then I mean, Greg hosts that.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So okay. I def-
0: definitely caught it last week. Trying to get more into college football, so I'll definitely be tuning into you guys. Man, I
1: was I was on the original uh, part of that show. I remember doing that when it first started. Mm-hmm. It was fun.
3: Yeah, we're looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a lot of great games coming up um, over the, the next few weeks, man. It's going to mm-hmm. be good.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. So for myself, Dylan, Jake, Greg, this is the big three, another one in the books, we're out of here. Enjoy the rest of your night. We'll see you next week.
1: Have a good night, everybody. Peace.